0: The only way out is in intentionality, and this idea that so often we we feel trapped or we're not happy, and we're always looking external. We're looking for the external environment, and we're going, well, it's because of this this situation, or it's because I don't have enough money, or it's because um, my partner isn't giving me what what I need. But really, all of those things, if you rely on the external to to make you feel good, you're always Basically, out of control, and you're always at the uh, victim or the circumstances of other people changing things.
1: Welcome to the Artisan Podcast, where we explore creativity, inspiration, and the determination it takes to be an artisan. This podcast is for artisans by artisans. I'm your host, Kathy Duragi. And I'm thrilled to introduce you to our next guest. Our guest today is Finian Kelly, who's a sought after speaker, facilitator and coach. He's been dubbed the business mystic because of the unique ability that he brings to put consciousness into business and to inspire others to find new levels of meaning and purpose in their creative endeavors. Finian has had 12 years of entrepreneurship experience, including starting seven companies, has had three exits, two acquisitions, two failures, and two others that he is still running. He has won multiple awards for being an impact-driven leader. He's here today to talk to us about the power of intentionality and what it means to go inwards and really feel your way through your intentions as you plan your career, your next step, your next job, or your next freelance opportunity. Enjoy. I am so happy to welcome my friend, Finian Kelly, to this episode of the Artisan Podcast. Finian and I have known each other for quite some time from the Entrepreneurs' Organization, and this is really the first time where we're sitting down and having this amazing intentionality conversation that he has all over the world and be able to bring this to all of you in the Artisan family. So, Finian, welcome.
0: Thank you so much. And I enjoyed that you recognize this is our first, like, deep one-on-one together. We've been friends for a long time. I know your husband very well, and I'm looking forward to just dropping in with you.
1: Yeah, we've always been in the company of other great people, but I think this is (laughs) the first time where it's just you and me having a chat with hundreds of other people when they log in. (laughs) (laughs) What I wanted to talk to you about is knowing that The people that we work with, the freelancers, the contract community, the creative community that we work with, I think the messaging that you have about intentionality is so important. And given that we're just coming out of this two years of craziness with COVID and starting this new year, can you talk a little bit about intentionality and just putting focus towards that?
0: Mm. So I like to think of, all freelancers, really, they're all entrepreneurs. Every entrepreneur, in some regards, started as a freelance. Like, let's yeah. face it, we, we were all offering something. And then we managed to realize that perhaps our skill sets were great at bringing other people involved into the vision. And then we grew into something bigger. So, even just having that mindset that there's potentially something more available to you is part of the intentionality process. So, if, when I think about intentionality, I define it as it's all about defining how you want to feel and then taking deliberate action towards it. That combination of vision plus action. Now, freelancers were intentional. To make the decision to become a freelancer, there was a reason. You were like, I want to feel free. I want to feel like I have choice. I want to feel um, liberated from not having to work in in a corporate day job. So there was a vision. And then they took some action. They went, well, I'm going to start putting myself up for for some services or some jobs. I'm going to promote myself a little bit. I perhaps might quit my day job and move into this realm. Now, then what happens is sometimes what worked for us then is what holds us back. So we get into this place and now to keep that vision going, we start focusing on, well, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, and we forget about the bigger vision. What's the next vision from that? And and we can get stuck into the minutiae and feeling like, well, I've got to get this next job to be able to pay for these needs. And, and we, we feel constricted. So the freelancer suddenly becomes constricted from, from the life that they've created for themselves. So we need to step back and go back to that moment that you did when you decided to move from corporate world, perhaps it was corporate world or another small business, into freelancer. You had a vision. And this needs to be a continuous process and go, all right, where I'm at right now, Yes, it was my original vision, but is this still my vision or is there something more? Um, perhaps I'm not working with the clients that I really want to be working with. Perhaps I'm, I am, I don't have as much freedom as I thought I'm actually, uh, working nonstop and I'm always just catching my tail. So getting connected to that bigger picture would be really, really wonderful. And, and I talk about that. It's not just a vision of uh, materialistic objects. It's all about feelings get connected to those feelings that's the fundamental thing of intentionality is how do you want to feel and with the new year coming up it, it's a great time um, whenever this is, is shared it's going to be in the new year and having that awareness of going stepping back and going okay i'm i'm where i am right now what is it that i really want to be feeling perhaps i want to feel more uh inspiration with my work. Perhaps I want to feel more proud. Perhaps I want to feel more fulfilled and get get connected to those feelings and then start going, okay, if I want those feelings, what are, what are some potential pathways that I need to take in order to get there? And that will help me line up the action that I need to take throughout that year. So that's that's where I'd be starting.
1: Yeah, I've heard you say intentionality and really focusing on the in part, the the inner journey of that versus of being something extrinsic and influenced by other people. It really is that personal, yeah. personal goal, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, it really is. I have that one of my keynotes is the only way out is in intentionality. And this idea that so often we're, we feel trapped or we're not happy and we're always looking external. We're looking for the external environment and we're going, well, it's because of this, this situation or it's because I don't have enough money or it's because Um, my partner isn't giving me what, what I need, but really all of those things, if you rely on the external to, to make you feel good, you're always basically out of control and you're always at the, uh, victim or the circumstances of other people changing things. And I'll give you a great example. I had, uh, my girlfriend's mum just passed away, um, in a tragic accident. And I know you've, you've speak a lot about grief. And in those moments, you really get tested. You really see, am I in line with what matters to me? Is the work that I'm doing important to me? Now, this was a beautiful moment. We, we had a number of retreats that we're about to do very, like very high impactful. It was going to be a lot of energy. And I straight away went, well, we can't do those retreats because I want to create space. For what we're doing and she was like no that's exactly where i want to be right now like around a healing retreat that you're running around people I, we love and we care about um that's that's where we need to be and our life didn't change we're dealing with tragedy like we're dealing with grief like that's gonna be a very very long journey but there was no question about what should we change about our life and that's the power of intentionality like it's complete alignment and confidence that yes outside things can occur but it doesn't have to change the inside. And that's just a little test. And that's where death can actually become a really great teacher and a great friend. And it's why like the Buddhists talk about like have a relationship with death regularly, because it it makes you you sort of value your time a little bit more and also really check in, am I doing, if I only had a week to live or a year to live, like how would I live? And if it's not the same, then perhaps we need to change some things.
1: Yeah, it's those moments when it does make you question, right? And I think what I'm hearing you say is just, just be certain. Keep questioning yourself throughout. It, don't necessarily let those moments be the defining point to question uh, and just go go inward and keep questioning. It is easier though to blame the outside and not <laughs> to take the time to really focus on working on the inside. but. Or is it powerful when, when that happens?
0: It is. And it, it's funny, it's easier in the short term, but I can tell you it's not easier in the long term because continuously our life just feels out of control. And we just feel like we can't become happy or we just need this one thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then once you, once you become, realize that everything that has happened in your life, you have contributed to you've been part of this it's very scary at the start because then you can go into easily go into a shame spiral about well how could i do this how could i allow this partner to abuse me how could i have uh, put myself in that situation where i injured myself how could i have put myself in that position where i was taken advantage of and in that moment we need to have compassion and drop in with ourselves and love ourselves because shame just compounds the issue. It's the way the ego, the ego at the start is starting to feel like it has an opportunity to, um, like it's losing, you're about to take control of it. And then so it hits you with shame. But in that moment, if you realize, well, if I put myself into that situation, that also means that I can get myself out of the situation because that's the power. Once you take extreme ownership, extreme responsibility, you realize that you actually have the ability to influence whatever thing in your life in whatever capacity it needs to be. And that becomes a very liberating process. And that's that's what I want everyone to, to get connected with and realize like... You, you don't have to live this life. Like there's there's an extraordinary life for you. And, and this is what I love about freelancers. They all had that moment. Just like every entrepreneur, they all had that moment where they went, I don't have to live this life anymore. There's a different way. But then they forget that. You got to keep connected to that feeling and keep coming back to it. And I love what you said, like keep questioning, keep questioning. And I'm not saying you have to build a team. Just question, is this my path right now? Like, is this... Is this who I want to work with? Am I doing work that matters? Am I providing enough to my family? Is there a way that I could actually um, up-level the people I work with for the same amount of work and get actually a higher lot of output for my family and, and my loved ones?
1: It's beautiful what you're saying, especially right now. I mean, we we keep hearing about the great resignation and the, the change in the workforce and what the future of work is going to be looking like. And so many people are taking that path of saying, you know, I want a little bit more flexibility. I want a little bit more freedom. I want to be able to kind of carve my own path for myself. But what you said about just kind of the adversity and, you know, people blaming themselves and putting themselves in that position of shame I think where I sometimes I come across this often is where you know with creative work you know beauty is in the eye of the beholder and you know mm-hmm. people doing creative work for others and then the feedback that may come back from others doesn't quite land the way they were expecting it to or people who are going through the interviewing process and they go through multiple interviews and they do panel interviews and so on and so forth, but they don't get the job at the end. And it's so easy to then think, oh my gosh, I must have said something wrong, or it's that imposter syndrome piece that shows up. Anything you can share about that and how to kind of tame that beast and be comfortable in that uncomfortable moments when you get that feedback that you weren't expecting.
0: Yeah, I've definitely suffered with this myself and I've I've worked with it over many, many years. And what I identified a lot of the time was why I was hurt was because I was actually seeking validation or I was wasn't doing it for my own like out of my own love. Like so for example, if I create something, I should be proud of it myself. And then if other person recognizes it, great, but also if they don't. It's your it's your creation it's 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 your love your passion and um, and no one else should be able to take that away from you it's it's also why we've got to be careful of attaching to the highs because if we if we attach to the highs like when that person gives you that validation and we just think we're great we're also setting ourselves that means that we're setting ourselves up for a moment where someone else could take that away from you by saying it's not great. So I've actually learned as a speaker and a someone who does transformational healing work and in big retreats one of the greatest things i have to do is when people recognize me i appreciate it i let it marinate but as soon as it starts i get this like good feeling Mm -hmm. i actually have to go away and i sweep it off i like wash it off me because i know that if i get too attached to that then I'm going to set myself up for a low in the little bit future when when, it, when I don't get that. Like, say, for example, I get off a keynote stage and I don't get a standing ovation or I don't get people sending me messages, then I'm going to feel like perhaps it was a, a massive failure. Now, sometimes people just receive things differently. And if we attach to how they send feedback, we can really set ourselves up for failure. Great example. My first ever all Spanish audience for a keynote. Normally I get so much engagement during the sessions. Like I, I feed off it there. I'm, I'm asking them the questions. They, they give me recognition. Like they will naturally say great things. This time I got crickets and it was really, really hard. It was challenging. I was confronting and I saw myself start perspiring. I started judging myself and I'm like, Whoa, is this any good? And I started losing myself a little bit. Like I was losing my, my own ability. And I managed to pull myself a little bit. And it wasn't until we actually had a, we had a videographer there. And it wasn't until I heard afterwards, and I wasn't involved in the videographer getting asking questions. I didn't even ask him to do this. He just started going around and asking people about their experience. And I watched those videos. And I just laughed at myself. Because here I was creating this mass story, which was stopping me from enjoying the moment, connecting, actually having more impact. And if you heard what people were saying, it was off the charts. It was wonderful. It was amazing. And I realized that I stopped myself from enjoying that day. I actually, that could have been a really enjoyable day for me. And it was an experience, which I'll only get that once, one time. You only get your first ever all-Spanish speaking audience one time. And I could have... um, enjoyed it more if i'd stopped seeking external validation and just trusted in my own process and that was a that was an awakening awakening moment for me and i think that works really well freelancers i work with freelancers a lot and sometimes i realize that and i've had to learn this to have better relationship with freelancers that often by me not saying much it's because i actually trust that work is really good and we're just in an improvement process. So I actually realized I wouldn't say anything positive. I'd just be like, oh, I just have such trust of you. This is like that was my thing. So I was just like, oh, this could be better. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I realized that some freelancers were taking that on as that I wasn't appreciative of their work. It was actually I trusted them so much. It was just the way I I give feedback. It was a I was in, I still thought we're in an iterative and improving process. Now Luckily, over time, I've learned that a little bit better, and even though that's my style, I don't need to do that. i can I can change it. So now I'm very aware when I work with people saying, "Wow, this is great, thank you." asking are you are you ready for uh, insights or observations?" like actually let them know, help them let me know where they're at in the process because sometimes they actually don't want feedback. They just might want to say, are we on the same page or, or anything? And I think that's where freelancers can work with their customers a little bit better and let them know, all right, what role they need to play right now? Are they, are they picking up minor area errors? Are they coaching? Are they advising? Are they critiquing? It, that would really, really help.
1: And not immediately go into their critiquing because I mean, you're right. Well, it yeah. goes back to what you were saying before about intentionality is about, again, going back into that inner inner space and self empower and not need that external validation to know that their work is good and just really have faith and believe in their creative abilities and by all means not everybody thinks art is the same everybody looks at it very very differently and kind of just recognizing that if somebody doesn't like a piece of art, it does, it's not you. You are not mm-hmm. your art, although it may feel like it, like you are not your business, I'm not my business, although it's so much part of who we are.
0: Yeah, and perhaps the the journey, you're, you're putting your artwork and then them not liking it, actually that is the art. It's the being able to uh, receive that feedback and then go. All right, we can go a complete 180, and then get into that place. Like I think there's magic in that art mm-hmm. as well. There's a, there's a skill set in that dynamic.
1: Yeah, because you know you go to a museum and you see an incredible piece of art hanging on the wall that somebody paid millions of dollars for, and the next person looks at that piece and says, like, "What is that? I don't get it. I don't like it." Huh? Again, it's the beauties in the eye of the beholder, um, for sure. One other thing I wanted to ask you was just with the change that we've had in, in, in work, you know, my company has been remote for 11 years. So the, the remote workspace is not a new thing for me or for my team, but I know that it is for a lot of people and for people who have traditionally been used to getting their validation from the person next to, sitting next to them in their cubby or the person walking behind them and saying, Hey, good job. You're doing great. And now they're in this, for some in a vacuum Can you talk a little bit about self-motivation and kind of self-empowerment? And again, it all goes back to that piece of just really looking inward. What tools or what experiences can you share with people about motivating themselves and just lifting themselves?
0: Yeah, so whenever situations change, like we've gone from a physical to a remote place, we need to understand that we still want the same feeling. And, and we can create that feeling in a different environment. We just have to be intentional about it. Like the nature of, like you can still like, I've run a remote company for years as well. People go, how do you get the connection? And I'm like, we have insane connection. Like it is amazing. Like people, when someone gets sick, the only person they hear from is a team member who sends a care package to the other side of the world, not a family member. So we've seen the direct evidence of, of the connection in teams, but it just doesn't happen by, Default. It happens by design. You have to be very aware of, okay, what are what are our needs? We need to have little catch-ups. We need to have little sharing chats. Um, and that's what I would really encourage anyone who's gone from that place is remember, okay, what were the things I really enjoyed about that environment? What is it, how I felt, and then how can I recreate that? in a digital world in another way. So for example, if you receive validation from the person next to you, perhaps you have a little group that you just agree to that we share things in, and it's like a little cheering group. It's a little validating WhatsApp group, for example. Uh, I have that with my friends where we we just it's a celebration to just help ourselves being motivated. So that would be one thing I'd really focus on. And and then another thing and I keep going back to this feelings, but if you can get connected to an intention in the morning it is amazing what can happen i've seen this i work with people pay me hundreds of thousands of dollars to help them just connect with like an intention in the morning because it's a power move if you wake up in the morning and you smile and i always say smile for 17 seconds in minimum and naturally you'll start releasing hormones that will make you feel more joy more happy and then get connected to an intention and an in intention we have the seven principles of intentionality which you connect to but it could just be my intention today is love. My intention is to feel joy, to feel pride, whatever it is. And you just get connected to that intention. And then you start seeing yourself going through that day, feeling that that level, that, that, that feeling, that intention that you've set. And then through the day, why this intention is the magic is because every moment you have an opportunity to move closer to that intention or away from that intention. Something happens. You get triggered. And if your moment is, well, I want love today, you're going to go, well, I'm not going to just suddenly react and yell at that person. Perhaps I'm going to take a breath. Perhaps I'm going to respond in a way that's going to lean me towards love. Perhaps rather than trying to prove that I'm right, perhaps I'm just going to go in and give a hug. And then you feel a little bit more of that intention. And, and just that one act is going to drive all these other acts throughout the day. And you're going to get to the end of the day and, wow, and you went, wow, I didn't really need to plan today. Because you didn't, because you you had a guiding force pushing you in the right direction. So I see that as the most powerful, motivating force you could do. Just getting connected to that morning intention. And at the end of the day, reflecting on how you went against that intention. And it's not a moment to shame yourself. It's just like, oh, I learned some things. And if I had my opportunity tomorrow, how would I do it differently? And by that, you're just uncovering. Your, potentially your subconscious programs, which are holding you back. You're uncovering where things in your life aren't leading to that intention. And then you get to program yourself for tomorrow to have another opportunity. And I guarantee if you come up against that same situation, once you've reflected on it, you'll do it differently. And that's that's where we really change. So it doesn't take much to self-motivate. You've just got to wake up with intention.
1: And smile for 17 seconds. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that for sure. Thank you. You know what I really like of what you're saying, and I wanna emphasize it is it's an intention that is tied to it's a feeling. It's not an intention of, oh, I'm gonna get my project out today. No, it's it's not your to-do list. It's an intention that's gonna come from your heart and it's it's set in emotion and it's set in your feelings. And you allow that to be your guide all day love that
0: very much spot on and the reason why that is is because if you get too focused on a to-do list stuff could happen that day and something could happen like it could be a new job opportunity came through or something happened to a family member where you had to drop everything and then you could look at the end of the day and because you didn't achieve that to-do list you could feel like a failure and however actually you might have had the greatest day because you might have showed up in every circumstance with love or you might have just been such a good inspirer because that was your intention. You wanted to inspire throughout the day. And that is more powerful. A to-do list, you can get caught in the to-dos and you cannot go anywhere. You got to connect the to-dos off the feeling, but allow it to be flexible that life can change and it can play out in a different way than what you imagined.
1: Hmm. I really, really like that. <laughs> yeah. I will, I will embrace that myself for sure. Thank you. And um, one final question, because I know you also talk very much about financial freedom and fi- being financially happy and you your are an incredibly successful entrepreneur with multiple businesses and so on and so forth. Can you just briefly, because we're talking about the creatives out there and the freelancers out there, talk a little bit about that intentionality and the fi- financially happiness and how that that comes together for someone who has to be managing their finances from literally from contract to contract
0: mm-hmm. so i'm glad you brought that in because i see it as something which holds back a lot of creatives i think it holds back spiritual people as well this relationship with money and we we often think we have a story that well i'm creative or i'm art, artistic or i'm spiritual it, it's wrong for me to ask for money, or it's it's evil if I earn good amounts of money. And I just want you to just allow yourself to just go, perhaps there's a story running, which isn't working for you right now. And if you go to uh, my website for financially happy, there's a quiz on there. So it's financiallyhappy.com. And there's a 12 money saboteurs quiz, mm-hmm. which is the archetypes of your money story. And you're going to uncover that the, you've got, we've well, rate the three top Money saboteurs, and these are personas which are in you. Things like the dependent, the compensator, the gambler, um, the hoarder, and you're going to start seeing how this is showing up in your life and directly inter- interacting with you with how money shows up in your life as well. So that would be a great starting point to just even uncover a little bit about what's what's happening for you. Now, with with the free netlands world is often. We can do the same amount of work, but with a different customer or a different value proposition and get a lot more money in return. And there's no shame in that. There's certain people who want, who value paying a lot of uh, money because they're getting a value extraction back. And part of our journey is to identify what is the work that we want to be doing, how is How do you want it to be translating to my life? Like, there's a reason why you've gone into the freelance world. It was to get more choice, more freedom. Get really connected to what it is that you need from that, and then start looking at ways that it's going to make that easier. Perhaps it's you just need to position the value you do a little bit differently. Perhaps you need to go after a a different demographic demographic of clients. Perhaps you perhaps you have to change the fee structure that you're doing it more on project based work rather than hours based, and suddenly then. You start getting more connected to it and you start feeling the energy flowing through from you providing energy through your service or your creation. Then they, then them feeling that energy that translates to their life. And then them sending our energy back to you in a monetary form. And then we have this circular form of money. And once you get connected to that, you start realizing that you can be really abundant and only you were holding yourself back from actually earning more money. Everyone has the same opportunity out there, especially now. That's the wonderful thing about technology in the freelance world. We all have the same opportunity. So some people are capitalizing more than others. And I, I believe it all starts with you've got to value yourself. If you don't value yourself, no one else can value you. We've seen that. Part of the with any positioning is like, yeah, I'm, I'm confident in my ability of the value I can add. And naturally, then people are willing to pay more money for you for that, that service. Now eventually you get caught out. If you're you're positioning your value more than it actually is, eventually you get caught out. But there's a part of it where honor the value you're putting into the world. And then other people will honor it as well.
1: You beautifully wrapped it up, but bringing it back to intentionality is really putting that, being clear about who is the client, who is, how do I want to be living my life on a day-to-day basis and put a plan together for it and be intentional
0: about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there needs to be an unconditional trust as well. Once you get connected on this intentionality path oh, and you get, yeah, 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 self-trust, unconditional trust that, and, it, and it's actually more than that. It's in the universe. It's in source energy and whatever it is. And just know that if you get really connected to what want, you want in life, to these feelings, and then you take action towards it, it's going to happen for you. Now, in the short term, evidence might show you otherwise. Like you might be like, oh, I'm, I'm making this abundant manifestation. I'm calling you all in these opportunities and things. And then the next day you don't get any um, no calls. <laughs> calls. You've got bills coming through and that's the moment that matters. In that moment, you have to get so connected to the, the manifestation that you did yesterday. Otherwise you you lose it. Now, the outcome of that day is not the outcome of the manifestation the day before. It's from the unconscious manifestation you were doing two months before where you were saying ah oh, i don't have enough it's hard to get business all of those things that's what's happening there's always a lag so you have to be able to get connected even though in the short term the evidence might be telling you otherwise and that's that's where it all happens
1: when you do that when you're in the mode for manifestation and just really putting it out there are you meditating and doing, doing that? Are you journaling? What is your process to just be still?
0: Yeah, so what I do first is I always start with gratitude and I get connected to the feelings that I want to feel. This is this is fundamental. If you can't feel what you're wanting to bring in, then that means you don't have it and you have lack and you're actually in your manifestation. You're going to just attract more of it. So if, if I want to bring more abundance in, or if I want to bring more clients in, there's, a, there's an element of me that believes that I don't have enough right now. But there's part of me which also knows that I have that in front of me. Like I can be so grateful for the clients I have right now and get connected to those feelings. Or I can get so grateful for the, the amount of money I do have right now and the choice I have. So I get that gratitude pumping through me first. So I'm in a state of have oxytocin flowing through me. I have serotonin and I feel really, really wonderful. And and almost just, you know, that gratitude feeling, you have that warm feeling in your heart. I breathe in and out of my heart because that's the place where manifestation occurs. It doesn't happen in the head. The head is all about fear. It's all about future, past. It's like telling me why I can't do that. So I drop into my heart and then I start feeling those feelings that I want to bring more in because it's activated in me already. And then I start just playing with it and I start seeing how that would be possible. Now, the key with the manifestation is you want to be as detailed as you can, but you've still got to believe it. If as soon as you start going, oh, if you hear a story that's not possible, you've gone too detailed. You You need to open it up. And as you get more practice with it each day, you can get more and more detailed because you'll build more and more trust and you'll start seeing signs. And that's that's the fundamental thing for me. It's all about the feelings and just playing with it and then trusting that it's going to happen.
1: Fantastic. Thank and I you.
0: also journal. I also journal as well in the morning. I also will like write out things that'll be like I am, I'll write out like my best day. I am having such a great day. Uh, this person called me. I got another opportunity. I got a I got a a review sent to me and I just start playing with things like that all in like that it's happened in present tense. Not, I'm not hoping this has happened and I'll just free write. And that's a regular practice. I I see. Okay.
1: Not, you're not journaling about the day before you're, you're putting it out there as to what your day is going to be like and
0: how. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this, this felt so good. This was amazing. This opportunity came to me. I crushed this podcast and just whatever it was, And then how do you think you're going to show up throughout the day? You're going to Mm -hmm. show up in a way that's going to lead to that.
1: Fantastic. Well, I think this is a beautiful place to leave it at and allow people to just take a moment, sit down and write how their future day is going to look like and Mm. come from here, come from the heart. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Finian, for taking the time to be here, wishing you all the best in your next travels um tell people where they can find you
0: wonderful thanks caddy so my instagram is the Finian kelly so t-h-e the kelly and um that's my website, finnieandkelly.com. You can get everything from there and there's lots of resources. So just start the journey. That's all you need to do to honor this is just take one action. I always say you're one breath away from intentionality because that's a chance to change from reaction to response.
1: Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Artisan Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Artisan Creative, a staffing and recruitment firm specializing in creative, marketing, and digital talent. You can find us online at artisancreative.com or via social channels at artisancreative. We look forward to connecting.